This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This, however, is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with um, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Uh, I was waiting for applause. <laughs> you can, uh, I mean, on Steve right in the afternoon, you know, there's that. only two of them, but it sounds like 20 people. They're really going There's for more it. applause at the Trump inauguration. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Morning, all. Morning. Morning. Morning, Inspector. Thought <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like, didn't it? Good, that. There's only one thing worse than a bank cop. Um, so... Well, don't keep it on tenterhooks. What is that? that? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I, mean, oh. I, I know. I could only see the list from a distance. OK. And oh. I could read about corporate number two, but the, the number one was slightly <laughs> obscured. Oh. I hate it when that happens, when you're looking at uh, a league table over someone's shoulder. Mm-hmm. You ever done that? Yeah, all the time. So, um... I definitely have back in my, back in my past. <laughs> so it's a, different, it's a different world, in a way, from uh, where yeah. we were last week. But you know what I find? Yeah. It never really feels very different. No matter. No. Whether, I know what you mean. Whether there's a war on, yeah. what party's in power. Yeah. Just things trundle along. Yeah. Yeah. Just as well. So, um... Good to hear that. Yeah. Good to hear a nice little moment I had this week. I was uh, I was leaving mass on Sunday morning, talking to the PP. PP, who's pa- the, PP? Pari- the parish priest? Oh, okay. oh. and he PP re- quite commonly used for something else, don't you? Is he? <laughs> yeah, PP. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I was. Um, I, I, he'd read in the paper that I was doing a show um, in in town that was five quid a ticket. Oh yeah. Oh yes. But I don't know if he'd quite got the scene. He said to me, I read, I read about your show you're doing. Um, I thought, I hope there was no quotes from that <laughs> night. And he said no. to me... Uh, you don't like it when two worlds collide, Frank. No, he said, £5 a ticket you charge. I said, that's right. He said, you know what? You're worth it. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. I thought, it's a low price, <laughs> is the idea. <laughs> but hey, I took it well. So I did, yeah, I, I, I finished the show. You are um, worth this it, week. Frank. Thank you, I appreciate it. What about when we went to see uh, Sue Pollard, one of our family friends, dear family friends? How much did she charge? Well, I'll tell you how much she charged because Barbara Windsor was there and she said to Sue afterwards, I'll tell you what, good 10 quid's worth, babe. Mm. And it was good ten quid's worth, babe. Oh, that's nice. It's a lovely compliment. Yeah. I am. Um, I learnt a lot actually doing the show. When, the nice thing about doing a show where you don't have any jokes that up your sleeve is that you go searching for things. Oh, yeah. We should and say you, that's what the deal with it. Yeah. The joke is the show was called Man with No Show, and it. Um, Frank has no show. I have no show. <laughs> uh, but um, I spoke to uh, someone was telling me. I love an interesting fact that. Um, Donkeys, year on year, this is the year on year was the important fact in this. Year on year, donkeys kill more people than sharks. Wow. Year on year? Year on year. Why is that important? Well, they emphasised the year on year because I suggested there could have been one of oh, right. one enormous donkey massacre one year where they killed like 10,000 people in a rampage, you know. Maybe right. they'd been penned yes. in somewhere and, you know, animosity had build, built up uh-huh. in the donkey community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like and then year they... on year. It's very Arsenal in the 80s, week in, week out. Well, yes. when, when I talked about the possibility of it happening in one, you know, one horrible 
attack. Um, a man in the audience uh, suggested that that would be called an assacre, which I very oh, much enjoyed. Very impressive. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and it was moments like that. Yeah. There was no need for me. I was, I was little more than an orchestra. That's the joy of you not bringing a show that they can allow their star to shine. Exactly, there's room. <laughs> I just Plenty think it's so nice that you guys can all find yourselves, you pun people. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Al likes puns. I love a pun. Yeah. But um, I was very happy with Asuka. <laughs> and uh, it's a great fact. It is. Is it a fact, or is it a inverted commas, fact? Inverted well, I took, it, I took it out. I never even questioned the fact it might not be you a fact. I trust, I trust the audience. In what That's way the do they kill people? Do they just go r- I, on I rampages? I think Kikin is one of their main. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, I know we think... Power move. <laughs> See, I don't think that about about any large-sized creatures. Well, I'm only all... thinking about donkeys. Don't no. diss my equines. <laughs> no, well, that, that you can would talk. make a, a nice T-shirt. <laughs> 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 I think that could be the next big slogan. You know, from in, from the people who bought you... Uh, What's up? What's up? <laughs> and um, <laughs> tell Sid... Yes. Remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. The gas yeah. shares and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't diss my equines. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's um, about something else as far as well, goal. I mean, I it sounds like it could be a King Creole and the Coconut song. King Creole, sorry. Yeah. Or, or, kid, or kid, any, any of the yeah. Creoles. I mean, yeah. they're, a big, they're a big musical family, the Creoles. Yeah. They're like the, the cause. Oh, well, except they went their own separate paths instead of hanging around together. Was it King Creole or Kid Creole? One was an Elvis film, one more King in Yellow Creole, Suit. King Creole is the Elvis okay, film. Okay, it's Kid Creole on the coconut side. King Creole, everybody. <laughs> I wonder if anyone at home <laughs> <laughs> went, there's a man in New Orleans who plays a lot. I wonder if there's anyone. If you, if, if you actually started to sing King Creole, then text us on 812.15 and I will salute your achievement. But don't lie. I mean, ever. Earlier, you burst into unprompted song. Well, I did the backing vocals, which introduce uh, King Creole, which, as you rightly say, is the um, title of a song and a film Mm. by uh, Elvis Aaron Presley. You suggested... Well, you thought no one was going to be with you on that one. Well, sometimes mm. you start. So I used yeah. to I used to play snooker a lot, and I used to do an experiment with the theme tune from Some Mothers Do Have Them. Mm. In that, in a, in a quiet snooker, and they're very quiet places. Snooker, I would go, <laughs> and then I'd just leave. <laughs> exactly. I would have someone done that. Would yeah, come yeah. In, someone <laughs> would come in. It might be a long gap, and you'd hear. Yeah. Would you respect him under that person? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Well, you're going to have a lot of respect for some of our listeners because they've all been at it. Yeah, you've lit up the switchboard. Really? Who would yes. have thought of all the things that we've asked them over <laughs> yeah. the years? Jamie Woods. Turns out, did Al- you sing along to the song I just started? Is the way to get people to respond. That's great. Jamie Wood, Al. Jamie Wood. Do you know Jamie Wood? No, but thanks for the tip. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Jamie Wood. Frank, you had a look on your face then as if to say, my work here is done. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've my never boy, seen... my boy, I was thinking. <laughs> never seen anyone so happy in my life. Um, Jamie Wood said, I was there with you on King Creole anymore Fabulous. and I'd have been jumping like a catfish on a pole. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Al, any more? Um, We've had a few... Uh, just walked the dog on Cannock Chase, King Creole, ha ha, yes. Started singing. Um, 
That's nine five four. That's not the one that I was trying to read, but it's nice. I like the idea of someone. I did. Cheers, Wiggy. Well, there's a man in New Orleans, and he's a rock and roller. He's a guitar man with a great big soul. Yeah, that's, that right? that's Phil Hartley Kent. So he's not only got a catfish on a pole, he's also got a great big soul. It's about uh, a fishmonger. Is he called Phil Hartley Kent? Or Phil, comma, Hartley, comma, Kent? I hope he's called... He might be Phil who lives in Hartley in Kent. You know Hartley? It's a lovely little... Um, I don't know that. No, a lot, I, of, ha- I lot of hairs. I, I, I don't, oh, I'm not pretending. sure it exists. Oh, I, I think he's called Phil Hartley and he lives in Kent. OK. Which I might see. suggest that he's a former criminal of some kind and retired there, which so many of the... Mm. I've heard he's there. a rock and roller with a guitar. Well, um, but he might not be. I'm okay. sure that I'm sure they've got civilians doing work for them. Well, who live there. <laughs> Dave hasn't given us any of the lyrics, but he says, Hi team, I sang the first line, Dave, shifting manure on a very cold, frosty garden on the Isle of Wight. Like I tell you what we have got as, as a result of yeah. the uh, accidental King Creole phoning, texting, is a little picture of um, lots of people doing mm. different things in different yeah. places. I love a snapshot into their lives. Little snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that. It ought to be. In me little snapshot album. <laughs> you say that, but once, when... Our producer said, let's do a texting of what are you doing now? Yes. You've never let her forget it. No. Well, it is. I mean, it was almost an it was, exiting it issue. It was page one of how to do a radio show. But what I'm saying is we've, we've found it from a more yes, um, okay. a, uh, obtuse angle. For sure. And that's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. A1215! <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I was just... Uh, oh, never mind. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Surely not. There must be some mistake. We've had a bit of clarity from... Um, remember we had the... Ackerbill. No, remember that we had the old um, Phil Hartley oh, Kent, yes. which makes oh, yeah. him sound like a posh person with yeah. a double-barrel surname. He it's said not... my name. It's Phil. Phil Hartley. Yeah. It's, okay. He's texted again. Hi, Phil here again. From caps from Hartley and Kent. Oh, there is a Hartley and Kent. Lovely. He says, I'm a dodgy character with gold bullion in my swimming pool. I wonder if he did get arrested by the police. That text could be used as evidence. Yes. <clears throat> well, I'm such a health and safety dad character that uh, as soon as I heard gold bullion in the swimming pool, I thought, I hope he's put a signage up saying that in case anyone just dives in. Yeah. What if they crack no, their head on bullion? Anyway. What were we talking about? Well, you know, I was talking about the uh, donkeys killing more than sharks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, um, I, I also got into a conversation about um, camels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the one thing leads to another in these, uh, yeah, these yeah. kind of evenings. I know, I know camels. You're only a hop, skip and a hump away from a <laughs> chat about but a that's camel. That's tremendous work. Congratulations. <laughs> um, um, and... Um, what happened was there was someone in from Cotswold, the Cotswold Safari Park. And I oh, was isn't, talk- there, isn't there always, darling? Yes, and I was just asking generally, and this maybe you, you guys both knew this, but it was a new one on me. I was asking how one, which one is the Bactrian and which one is the Dromedary? You know, the one, the one hump or the two hump. Oh, oh, OK, yeah. Now, do you know this method? Beginner's question. See, I didn't know this. Beginner's camel question. Well, anything D-Drom, that feels like two. No, that feels like one. Oh, I don't know. I no, don't. I don't know. Well, the idea is that... Do you not know? No. no. The idea is if you um, look at them sideways, the one hump looks like a D, a capital D. Oh. Okay. oh. That's a dromedary, whereas the the two humps look like a B. Oh, okay. For Bactrian. So they actually come, they, they okay. come with their own initial. 
well, that's on nice, their backs. Which got me on to the fact, yeah. it reminded me that I'd heard, do you know about the African and Indian elephants? Okay. Well, it depends. I'm what... sensing that you don't. <laughs> well, it depends what sort of rumours you've heard about them. Yeah, well, the, the African elephants. Where did you read this 3 a.m.? The ears. <laughs> yeah, this is great gossip. African <laughs> elephant <laughs> gossip from 3 a.m. Yes. Spotted. Look, don't tell anyone you heard it here, but, and I'm sworn not to tell anyone this. <laughs> African elephant's ears <laughs> are shaped a bit like the continent of Africa, whereas Indian elephant's ears are shaped more like India. Oh, hang on. If Excuse do, me. Our lawyers are watching. I don't want to have to be able to learn geography, to have to learn geography. What, what if I don't know what the shape of Africa looks like? Well, then, you won't be interested in their wildlife. All right, fair also, <laughs> it all makes Cotswold sense. Safari <clears throat> Park. What is this? Come and look at our fire and ball paint colours. I mean, it just seems a strange concept. <clears throat> I love the Cotswolds. I love safari. I wouldn't have put the two together. I had a lovely day there in which I fed the penguins. I think I talked about it on this show, but it shows how much you guys are listening. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Skinner, on the radio. Oh, there's a thanks to Alan here. Yes. Morning all. Wanted to say how useful Alan is. from his wife? <laughs> Wouldn't it be lovely? <laughs> for a way to work. <laughs> no, if she just said thanks, you know, just thank, thank you. you. Thanks yeah. for the peace and quiet around Just the house. Just thanks for being you. Well, sometimes yeah. we never stop and tell people yeah. around us, thank you. Oh, well, you need to yeah. write your gratitude journal. Oh. I started doing that. No, wow. three things really? that you're grateful for every day. We're all very wow. zen. They're all sitting in this room. Nice. Oh. Um, morning all. Wanted to say how useful... Uh, sorry, four of us in this room. I do apologise. <laughs> Wanted to say... There's actually five of us, so that's made it worse. <laughs> 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 I mean, two outsiders at least have got each other. But now... <laughs> you know what? I'll give you an extra special mention tomorrow, guys. Uh, morning all. Oh, I'm so going to try that. Three things I'm grateful for every day. It can be anything. You it journal could be already, don't you? I it already could be... journal, but yeah. I don't have a gratitude section. The parking warden who let you off the ticket, if you were going to be less selfish, mm. it could be someone's friendship. I'm thinking I'll use them up before I get out of bed. <laughs> That's good. Anyway. Yeah. And you have to make sure that the book you keep is a really nice... You choose a nice book that means something to you. Well, you know me, I love it. I love a nice notebook. Mm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Morning all. Wanted to say how useful Alan's handy tips are. I had a blocked bath last week and I used his boiling water remedy. Four kettlefuls later... Problem solved. Respect to Mondo. Can I interject what? here? For yeah. a start, respect to Mondo for using respect to Mondo. <laughs> Secondly, my handy tip was for, uh, like, a sink in the kitchen because I thought that kitchen sinks blocked up because of people putting grease down, you know, if it's on your pots and pans or whatever, and then it clogs up in that the used cold. to happen in the 40s. Yeah. I'm not sure how <laughs> greasy a person is that has managed to make their bath block off. Well, Charles Bronson. Look, this person's thanking you. Charles Bronson, after, know, after, know, after he's gone on a raid. You're condemning, condemning their innate greasiness. Yeah. Perhaps it was uh, famous prisoner Charles Bronson after he'd bottled himself up yes, for an escape well, attempt. That's a good point. Um, and, or it could have been someone, Frank, who just swam the channel. What I, yeah, yeah, goose yeah. fat. What I'm yeah. worried about is... I'm just working through a range of nicknames <laughs> for my friends at the moment. No, but I, um, 
What, what worries me about that is the four kettles of boiling water in quick Why? Success. Because I grew up, you know, on the FA Cup final, and at half-time they always yeah. said the national grid will be under great strain at the moment because of people making tea. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking four kettles nowadays, the national grid will be reeling. Yeah. But um, clearly it, uh, it got through This that. person has something to say about you as well. OK. Also, don't look so panicky. <laughs> OK. Also, saw Frank at Soho Theatre last Saturday with my son, who mentioned how Frank looked very private detective-like in a coat and tie. Could be a new series. There you go. Yeah, oh, well, I'm, I'm up for that. Bring back sort of... Uh, I'd, like to bring, I'd like to bring back Public Eye, which was one of my favourite TV shows of all time. Don't know that one. Alfred Burke as Frank Marker. Google it! I'm sorry, I'm working on a, a Punch and Judy um, <laughs> show for Absolute Radio. <laughs> That's not quite... I haven't got it off the ground yet. Frank Skinner on the radio. Yeah. We should perhaps explain that you've got a mouthful of apple to... <laughs> I have not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a combine harvester. Oh, yeah. wow. We're all doing all right, aren't we? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, this is, uh, this is maize Britain. <laughs> I've just said an, an apple and... Um, we know, we know you've just had an apple. And uh, I tell you what I did, which is whatever happened to. I don't know if people still do this, but absolutely instinctively, I shined it on my shirt before oh, I no, ate I it. I still do that. Oh, yeah. I love that. But I never do it with a green one. Is that right? I only do it with a red. Green one, I'd like. I like they've got a slight mm. matte finish off mm. the green ones, but a red one, I want it absolute. I want to be it's able to see young. my open mouth approaching you. <laughs> you know what it is, right? apple. It's very Derek Pringle on the run up. It is, yeah. Mm. Now that was in the days when bowlers used to shine their own. Um, I'm going to say cricket balls because we don't want to enter any silly ha ha. No, no, come on. Uh, and We're better than that. that. But now they have people <laughs> in the team for that. Like Joe, the same time. like Joe Root in the England team. He's he's the ball shiner, so they throw it to him, and he no. as if it's a specialist. Oh, I'm comfortable with this conversation. Is There's that too really many funny thing? words knocking around. It's going to carry yeah, on. It does feel a bit like I used no. to when I was younger. Though here we go. I used to find that red on the cricket trousers something very sexy about that. Mm. No. Yeah, I. I, I no, can't there was say. something about it. It was just quite macho and the whole no, thing. I, can I enjoyed say, I can it. See that and the green. I used to get home with, from the cricket with the green on my knees. Oh, I would have liked that. But that's it for being a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pray on the hour. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we were talking before about how you uh, identify a, um, a, 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 a Bactrian from a dromedary by the humps and also African Like, like so many on commercial radio this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's got any other interesting ways of identifying animals, say 12.15. Well, we've actually had a poem texted to us on that very topic. Oh, lovely. Uh, Pete489 has texted, Poem by the late great Ogden Nash. Ah, the camel has a single hump, the dromedary too, or else the other way around, I'm never sure are you. Yeah, not um, as helpful. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. He then adds, I remember the poem, but still never remember which is which. No, it's not up there with 30 days at September or whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, that was one of my favourite poems. Is it really? Oh, I love that. But as someone that be the eulogy at my funeral? Imagine <laughs> if that happened, you'd thank read that out. 
But someone pointed out to me uh, 30 days after September is that it's not that helpful to remember because November, December, September all rhyme. Mm. So you could remember it as 30 days after December. Right. Also, it then says, all the rest have. Oh, all the rest have. <laughs> I, I'm getting confused. You've gone a bit vague. You started off yeah. so specific. Yeah. Now but, all the rest. But anything in the modern world that in- includes the word, the word half, <laughs> I'm really happy with. <laughs> it's like on Remembrance Sunday, just to hear the word lest. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these words, you know, they haven't completely gone away, but whenever they emerge, I just love it. Oh. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I am Frank Skinner, um, I'm on, and I'm on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website still enough now I think we do have to discuss that there is a new president of the United States of America what yes is it here oh he, see- yeah. he seems yeah, nice yeah Trump resigned last night <laughs> <laughs> there was a period about three weeks ago where I thought he already looked a bit fed up of the job before he'd even started but he seems you know Frank has said something again. which is even though we could be mere moments away from some terrible international crisis <laughs> I have never laughed so much in my life at political coverage. No. I mean, at the, it's, it's hilarious. He, I, I have to say, I was a bit disappointed by the inauguration speech. Why? Because it, it felt like he'd... I like his earlier improvised work. <laughs> <laughs> when he used to get up on stage and just say, thanks to uh, St- Steve, is he, is he here? And all that. And I used to find yeah. that... Ill. I, don't, I, I didn't mind the few rough edges. He was a bit more filtered. It was very <laughs> polished and he'd learnt yeah. Yeah. it. So I, I don't think he's as good... Um, well, I think he had the auto cue, didn't he? Uh, yeah, Did he? He's, uh, he's not as good script. I have the panels. What about the inaugural ball, though? He didn't let us down. He talked about the weather. He hadn't prepared a speech. He's standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial, clearly hadn't bothered to learn a speech. Love it. And just went, so tomorrow is going to be a great day, a great day. And hope it doesn't rain. I don't think it will rain. I don't think it's going to rain. <laughs> but that's, see, that's, that's where he finds his gold. That's tra- Trump gold, yeah. that. He just talks about the weather. I mean, I would have put more effort into a speech for Absolute Radio. But I've seen, it happen, was I've, leaving. I've seen it happen with a lot of stand-ups. They start using writers and then suddenly they're not funny anymore. Just for clarity, he's not a stand-up, just in case any of these, you know, misinformed about the power no. that he has in that role. He's not officially uh, no. a stand-up. Although it is, you know, it is still part of the. I, li- I like the event. Showbiz that, Rasmus that, has the event, the pre, the night before the event when he had in front of the uh, Lincoln Memorial when uh-huh. he said it's great to have a, a party. I, I don't think this has ever been <laughs> done before. It's and um, <laughs> Barack Obama had done it, I think, twice. I think with yeah. um, Beyonce and um, Stevie Wonder and uh-huh. Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Bill Clinton. But but it's not a lie. Oh, and George Bush. It's not a lie to say, I don't think this has been done before. Yeah. It's, it, I, I think he's a man after my own heart. If you if you you only Google what you don't know, not what you mm. don't remember. Yeah. So he was prepared to hazard a guess. I'd say it's not a lie, but I suspect it's willful blindness. So well, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think it was interesting in politics four years ago. <laughs> 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 and because of his very casual approach to speech making, 
He just yeah. repeats himself. He has no, you know, concerns about that. I think, oh, I've said that word. I better not use that again. He doesn't care. But he I, just says the same thing. He says, I don't, this has not been done. I do not think this has been done before. I don't think it's been done before. Yeah. I don't think it's been done before. But again, how many comedians, you know, have built a career on, on one catchphrase, just saying the same thing <laughs> over and over? We could name them. They probably would Let's like not. it. But um, again, he's, you know, be- that's beautiful. Yeah. So I I know there's a there's a dark and um, well I wouldn't call it an underbelly there's a dark all over um, um, thing about him. Yes. But uh, I do. I mean, I watched the inauguration yesterday. I, I've never made an F. I've never set my alarm for inauguration before. No. But key comedy life. That's that's my <laughs> thing. <laughs> what about? I found myself waiting for the catchphrase at the end of the speech. But the speech was too, it was a bit like, it was a little bit like a proper politician and that's not what we're after. No. I, I, hope well, I don't not. think it was like a proper politician. Well, it, it was. Not really. It was extraordinary. I've only read it. It's a bit like T.S. Eliot's Wasteland or something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it depressing? Well, it was... they say he's apparently, I can't say, I don't know this for sure, to, to borrow one of his catchphrases, but... They're saying there are similarities between his speech and the speech of one of the villains in Batman. Is this correct? No, Bane. I Bane, think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I've seen Bane's speech. I didn't immediately put two and two together. I was too busy watching the <laughs> former president, who he was basically laying into. <laughs> I mean, that was what was great. Is he said like previous, you know, previous administrations have completely ignored you. They've ruined the country. They've let, and they were sitting there, Brilliant. and it was like, you know, when someone starts really slagging. <laughs> someone off and the person's behind them and <laughs> yeah, you're trying to yeah, give them yeah. that thing with the eye that they're, sta- they're actually standing behind you so, no one uh, told Trump <laughs> and he just carried on but uh, I, I feel really bad that I'm so entertained by him <laughs> is it morally corrupt of me I, no. I, like I should say look I, I know he's hilarious but he's just wrong but um, yeah but he's really funny what I'm actually saying I know he's wrong but he's hilarious I've got yeah. the, the wrong way around <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Surely not. There must be some mistake. And can I just say I agree? I think there are things to enjoy about the uh, Trump presidency. Although I've been accused of being a Trump apologist over the uh, last six. You months. have been accused. I have Trump apologist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I think there's 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 a sort of an optimism to it. I think he's a poster boy for cold sweet revenge i think that is exactly what has driven him to this job and he has succeeded like you have to see him on the same stage as obama standing there saying i'm going to demolish what you've done and you think have i got any revenge that i'd like to do because it seems like we can execute well, t- i'm taking something. you out of my gratitude journal. <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you something i have i've spoken to people in the public eye and not i mean i don't mean one i mean mm. probably seven right who said to me that their main motivation was people who picked on them at school, right. um, people who'd split up with them. Girls and stuff who rejected them. Which I never, what about you? Was that the case for you? No. no I never even... I, never no, I was trying to get all Kirsty Young and so frank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that your main motivation? <laughs> no, I... Very good. Very you. good, that, wasn't it? Thank you. I don't care. It was too long ago. Most of them died in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Trump cares. Can I tell you another great thing that's come out of this? Baron Trump. 
Oh. I mean, never has a child lit Odd. up the screen for me. Odd. Well, he's got the ambassador's child blazer. Mm. He's got great hair, actually. I don't know about you, but I love a ten-year-old that looks like they're worth a Goldman Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything I want in a child. Is that how old he is? He must be eleven. Older, he, I think he's, he's eleven. Is that old he is? Yeah, I think he's a ten-year-old. Wow. Well, this is Odd. What, yeah. Odd. They're mini adults, aren't they, these ones? He's yeah. got a strange facial expression. He always looks like he's seen someone moving about in a drain. <laughs> and he's right. sort of looking down in a puzzled thing. Who's that down there? <laughs> That's his demeanour. Even on the balcony, he was looking down at the people. What are that? What are they up to? What are they? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> well, someone once did say, I think it was on one of the social medias, someone referred to Ivanka as having a facial expression of someone... Um, nodding along, having pretended to have seen a film they haven't actually seen, <laughs> which I thought was God a good observation. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, if my dad had become president of the United States of America when I was 11, I don't know if I'd have handled it that well. It's some if. What well, <laughs> well, don't be me. I'll tell you no, something, it would have made... Um, Donald Trump looked quite left-wing. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he had salt in his pocket. His <laughs> temper looks measured. <laughs> I'd have been nervous <laughs> at the opening it? speech. <laughs> at the inauguration, takes three military out. Exactly. Throws salt all over the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and pulls a dog's um, front legs apart to burst its heart. Anyway, that's my dad. <laughs> it was that different to the speech you would have given just because there was something quite threatening about the speech I felt it was quite a negative speech wasn't it well it was if you're American I suppose it was quite a positive speech is it was sort of uh, let's just look after ourselves yes we're mm. all out in the cold that's true yeah yeah, yeah. Um, of the people who uh, I, one thing I enjoyed did you read about the Charlotte Church thing that Sh- Charlotte Church was approached to uh, perform at the uh, inauguration did not know that. voice of an angel and um, she said um, her reply was, a simple internet search would show, I think you're a tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> Which must be one of the great refusals to do that uh, again. Frank, how many yeah. times have people on production staff said that about us? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know, but um, we don't have the power to get them back like he does. I don't know what's going to happen to us. She was that what- is a great put-down. Mm. I- she was one of the few churches not represented at the uh, <laughs> inaugural meeting. But um, you'll get her out, you'll get his own back. One of the um, Trump's pastor, he could, bomb, he could bomb Wales. Start <laughs> <laughs> out the question. Frank Skinner on the radio. Uh, there was a woman, uh, a BBC reporter, I, uh, who was at the, um, at the inauguration. Yes. And um, she was stopped by um, police and they confiscated her banana. No. And said that um, (laughs) the only bananas allowed on the route of the parade were that had to be sliced. Is that right? Beforehand. And I thought, is that because you can throw a banana further if it's unsliced? Oh, is it for the people? Or is it, is it just it? a sort they of? They go a, so brown. Is it sort of just a, a peacekeeper serving suggestion? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, if she 
sliced it and then threaded it onto a makeshift bracelet yes. um, necklace so and wore it, right. worn it as a banana necklace so you could nibble from it when you needed yeah, it. Yeah, that would be would fine. Would that be acceptable? Yeah, I think so. Could that be used mm. as some sort of bolus? <laughs> I think concerned by the skin, like being thrown and it being a slipping hazard with all those people. Oh, maybe that, that. that bit when he walked, if he'd have stood on oh. a banana skin and fell over, that oh. could have been the end of his presidency. And a man of his age as well. Oh, he would have stalled it out. That footage of him dancing with his wife is nice, isn't it? It's nice to see a 70-year-old on telly dancing not with Anton Dubeck. (laughs) 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 Hey, he'd be a great character. But you know they always have the bad one on Strictly. He'd be the ultimate one for that, wouldn't he? You know when their face falls when they get run out? He'd be the Anne Widdicombe. I don't know if there'd be be any um, sort of... uh, Bad stuff come out of you, but if if he offered to be on room one hundred and one, I'd snatch his hand off. Yeah, I would think he. He's not going to be on room one hundred and one. <laughs> I suspect he's got bigger fish to fry. To Imagine be fair, if but... he was on there. He put it. He put in like the ozone layer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be easy to get him on there. Because, well, I just think you have to be nice about him. He's quite basic, I think. He's quite a basic bloke. He's like a three-year-old. It's like if you're nice to him, he likes you. I would say I've been more positive about his comedy than I have about most comedians. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw you on the Mon Show with Joan Bakewell this week. You 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 weren't praising him, but you were saying how many laughs he'd given you. Yeah, um, I think I pointed out that even if he destroyed the planet, there'd be a few laughs on the way. Which you can't say that about every... um, this uh, is politician. True. No. A lot of them, you know, sort of fairly humorless path to destruction. Yeah. You've got to enjoy the journey. Did, did you see the concert? So the concert, I was a bit baffled, though, because I didn't know any of these people. There was someone well, called Three Doors Down. I'm told they're quite a big... Um, three I don't, Doors I, Down? I, I don't, don't they just live Three Doors Down from him and he got oh, desperate? Oh, OK. That's <laughs> what I thought. I'm surprised they need the money if they're Three Doors Down from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're doing all right as it is. I think a lot of higher-profile celebs turned it down, didn't they? Yeah. Um, right. What I like to think of as a Gaddafi's money effect. I think you know when Gaddafi died and everyone went, "Oh, so and so did a corporate for Gaddafi." So and so, and all these um, celebs all the had corporate to go. Gossip. No, they all had to give their money to charity, saying, "Yeah, oh, I probably shouldn't have taken Gaddafi's money." I think maybe there's a little bit of that and just hanging in the air. See, the problem with that. Can I ask you, Al? If you'd been offered, let's say you'd been offered a million pounds to to perform at uh, Trump's party. To be honest, I, I would have gone for 200 quid plus the hotel, which <laughs> yeah, you'd I'm expect tra- it to be I'm all right. I'm trying to talk hotel, you up in case there's any corporate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. you've torn me down. Well, half a million is my usual rate. You're right, Frank. <laughs> but what might I think? I, when I think of how many gigs I've done in my career and mm. how many people I've played to, yes. yeah. there's, there's going to have been, for example, at least one murderer in the audience. Yeah. Surely. <laughs> Surely, <laughs> I have entertained a murderer. I've done my best to get some laughs out of, of someone who has taken a human life. Um, and see, you don't know who's out there. Yeah, but you do know who's out there in this instance. Yes, no, but true. does that make it any better or worse? I don't know. See, sometimes when I accept gigs in, in that kind of world, I look at how can I spring into jokes that I've already got. So, you know, if you've got some mm. car stuff and you're offered a gig for lorry drivers, you think, oh, I can get into the car stuff. Yeah. Yes. But as we know, you know, Trump owns a lot of different businesses, and I've got, I've got at least five minutes on things that have happened to me in hotels. 
boom, I'm there away. You go. Well, I'd rather not hear about that, thank you. <laughs> it would have been a tricky gig. Heard it. <laughs> tricky gig for me. Because you work clean, I know. <laughs> yeah, I no, work clean. I've, I've been a victim of uh, millionaireism. And, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to encourage it in others. <laughs> Frank Skinner on the radio. Um, Ian Angel Angle has uh, has texted. I'm assuming that this is really the bananas. Um, yeah. Were the police Trump told the to, bananas? Were the police told to keep them peeled? Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I nearly trod all over his banana skin oh, joke there. I'm furious, I'm sure. Hey, um, and they were. Uh, I think there's probably another one in this because they were known as peelers, weren't they? Police they were. in the early days. I know, but oh, darling, that's quite an old reference. He's also said quite banana. <laughs> he said banana Republicans in another one. So there is oh, you know, he's banana Republicans. Um, yeah, Boomtown Rats. Yeah. <laughs> also quite an old reference. But what do we care? I'll tell you what, I had no idea there were so many bands with people with cowboy hats. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, my old daddy told me so. Yeah, that they... seemed to be the same song playing on repeat. Yeah, there's a lot of that, I think. There was one man... Who was the man with the long grey hair and the cowboy hat? You're going to have to narrow it down further well, than that. I'll tell you what he reminded me of. Frank's old character he does <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure was an honour to play for you, Mr Pritchard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. No, no, really, precious man, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm surprised you didn't get a call up, Frank, on the strength of that What character. if I'd gone and tied as the old timer oh, done a couple of with things? With the ukulele? You ask how much I would have done it for, and now, <laughs> how much would you have done that for? Nothing. You would have stormed it. Gratis. I tell you what, there was a lot, there was a lot of choirs. Was there? The actual, when he was, was the Mormon Tabernacle? In. There was a, several of them, and I did think this is a terrible thing for a churchgoer to think. I thought has anyone ever really enjoyed a choir. <laughs> I mean, it really enjoyed one to the point where have they ever, when it ends, think, oh, "Okay, well done." Yeah. I hope your PP's not listening. I know. I thought that choir. I mean, I thought I turned on the telly and it was Oprah Winfrey, nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> Some of the hair and the well, they all had the same outfit. They had a cream Aaron jumper. And a tartan scarf, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did. That's yeah. what I wear. Normally, I just haven't put it on today. It's in the wash. Yeah. That's well, they, the... they, are called, they are called the Alan Cochran uh, Memorial Choir. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Memorial. Memorial, slightly chilling, but it's nice. Well, I think that was commemorating the death of his corporate career following, <laughs> following his announcement of 200 quid a show <laughs> earlier. <clears throat> anyway, it was a splendid event. Yes. All round. And I, I tell you one thing I would drop if I was his. I, I'm sure he doesn't have any advisors about how he handle. You know, how he... he's got Kellyanne Conway, who we referred to as Ooh Baby when she came up on the stage. <laughs> he did, but um, hey, baby, I, I would drop the thumbs up. As, oh, as why? Oh, I associate that with with those um, long masculine hands. Are you kidding? I associate it largely with <laughs> simpletons, uh, open brackets, <laughs> and Paul McCartney close brackets. <laughs> I, I can't think of anyone else who uses it anymore. Oh, I'd be sad. Oh no, I hope he drops that. You know what? I, I can um, I can forgive him destroying the ozone layer, but not using a thumbs up on a regular basis. Can I take that back? I can't yes. forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the one thing I'm most worried about with Trump is that is the. Uh, That's not Who's me. Come on. on, that was not me. I'm on airplane. Now, if see, Trump discussed. was running this show, whoever that was would be out. I'm sorry, but I think it's Sarah. It's not- it's not me. 
<laughs> Look, well, maybe we should have this discussion Stuart's off inquiry. air. You think so? Yeah. You think an inquest off air would be better? You know, it's going to be four people who you... Was it four people who you uh, were grateful for oh, and one you weren't? Journal. I think we're about to find out who's not in the journal. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, do you remember last week we were discussing cutlery? Um, yeah, I was talking yes. about the method of uh, turning your fork so it becomes a bridge rather than a scoop and then pushing it around the plate, forcing stuff onto... I think what I pointed out was the sort of Wild West train yeah. front of it. Mm. And um, I mooted that I thought I might be exactly one of these characters. I, I push with the knife onto the top of the fork. Yeah, I hate it. And I just felt repelled. Well, guess what? We've had an email saying, Greetings, Frank, the Divine Miss M and uh, Alan. Is it from Captain T. Kirk? No. Following on from the forking debate of last week, you heard, who would have thought <laughs> Alan would be the one who is officially poshest? And then there is a link to, is it Debretts? Debretts? Debretts, Oh, yeah. Descartes. Is it Debretts? Debretts, Debretts yeah. And, uh, and there is a web page with cutlery advice on Debretts. Mm. Um, when used with a knife or spoon, the fork should be held in the left hand in much the same way as the knife, with the prongs facing downwards. Yeah. On its own, it is held in the right hand with the prongs facing upwards, mm -hmm. resting on the fingers and secured with the thumb and index finger. Well, quite. That's exactly what I do. Boom. Yeah, but you can prong with it. You don't have to push stuff onto the Wild West train front and then, <laughs> you know, see, people have, a, I'll squeeze a bit of carrot on and a bit of meat and a bit of this, and then that delicate thing where these poor, these foodstuffs are hanging on for dear life mm. as it mm. heads toward their um, stupid mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my stupid mouth in that case. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Who would have thought Alan was poshest? President Copley. Now that is... Uh, funnily enough, I... Um, I oh, wow. Oh. Suggest old-fashioned correspondence. Newsreaders. Newsreader moment. I heard from Tiberius, <laughs> um, and apparently... Um, Caesar How is ancient, right? Caesar has crossed the Rubicon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't think that's... he'd have. I didn't think he'd have the gall. <laughs> Frank, that's me, our that's second bit of your three AM gossip this yeah, morning. Exactly, and um, Tiberius has, um, has sent me a spork. Oh yeah! Wow! Don't Which, show off. Um, I think one. is the title of Mary Beard's book on um, ancient Rome. A spork? Mm. Not not quite. How, can you see, can we see the spork? Um, you can see the spork. Um, I'm I'm. It's based on um, the sonic screwdriver as oh used my by um, the Doctor. That's marvellous, isn't it? I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, that is the 11th Doctor's version of um, the sonic screwdriver. Which one's that? Matt Smith? Is he 11th Doctor? Matt Smith is. Oh, I got it right! A Doctor Who Doctor trivia! Who well done. <laughs> Pardon? He sent you a sport that is actually Doctor Who merch. That yeah, is lovely it's, of it's, him. And he says... Um, he says... I am not in the habit of. Uh, I, I say I'm presuming that Tiberius is a is a he. I don't like. To, he's put two kisses after Tiberius, mm. but you know, doesn't mean much. No, in the modern world, do what you like. He says I must stress I'm not in the habit of posting sci-fi items of avant-garde cutlery to members of the celebrity community, right. particularly when accompanied by apologetic hand-scrawled letters. Apologetics, oh. and so um, I, I love it, Tiberius, and I will use it. And um, I particularly like the fact that it's um, Doctor Who 
theme. And he'll be pleased because of his text that he sent us <laughs> yeah. just now. Yeah. Saying, morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. Frank, if you received the spork I sent you this week, could you please let me know in the next half hour? I need to <laughs> pop to the shops. Much obliged, Tiberius. Well, thanks, Tiberius. And here, here is, is an example of the bubble wrap that was around it. <laughs> Oh, and nice. Tiberius, congr Whoa. congratulations on your use of Much Obliged, which yes. I haven't heard since Derek Akora using work. it to the spirit world. Um, my dad was a fan of Much Obliged, and as, as I think I've mentioned before, I've always suspected that Mary J. Blige chose her <laughs> stage name as a pawn on Much Obliged. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I say I've had some? I've received some other stuff. I got my. I've got my first birthday card. My birthday is actually next Saturday. Oh, but I got giving one. us a heads up there. Bang. I got one uh, before that, and which uh, someone I've talked about the joy of getting a pound note in my birthday card. Someone has sent me a Manx pound. Oh, nice. Which I don't mean it's from Manchester, and uh, it's got like no. a bloke with a hooded top looking no, miserable on it. Wearing a pretty green coat. I mean, it's from, uh, <laughs> from the Isle of Man. And um, has anybody here seen Kelly? Kelly, double L. Um, sorry, it's a song about the Isle of Man. It's from, it's from Paul Watterson of the Isle of Man, and he's, um, he sent me that. Okay. And said, I hope you like your, for your big milestone birthday. Thanks for that. I think, was, oh no, Millstone. <laughs> no, he, no, he says milestone. And uh, I, I tell you what, I got another card from, um, from uh, Danny, a male nanny in Los Angeles from Ipswich. Got all that? I thought and it was the, all going to rhyme when it was. And Danny the reason and he sent this, it's, it's got an elephant on it. It says, if you don't think I'm thinking of you, and then inside when you open it, it says, you've got another think coming. Oh. Oh, well, now, that's stolen my message. That's an old debate about whether it's you've got another thing coming or another think coming. But I think the fact that they've put think in inverted commas suggests that it isn't the norm. No. You know what I'm talking about, Willis? Mm. Okay, so that that was that correspondence corner. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I did you like that. it? I did. It well, felt next like week. Frank a, reads out his gas bill. Yeah. Seemed a bit more like Frank's free gifts corner than correspondence corner. <laughs> well, it but, felt yeah, like it, it felt it. like ask Gaspel or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> proper letters that I yeah. could hold and Garden cards. As well. Yeah, <laughs> smashing. Um, okay, um, I think okay. other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> on Absolute Radio. Surely not. There must be some mistake. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 81215. We'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. We'd still love to hear from you. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Yes? Ditto. I love our readers so much. I might give um, them a mention in my gratitude journal today. Yeah. Mm. Well, if I wrote they deserve one, it. If I wrote one, I would definitely put that uh, reader that sent us novelty pens because I've been really enjoying my nunchucks. The, yes. You know, my pen, I'm scribbling with them now. Yes. I'm doodling. So yes, we all got a pen. I got a, a Cyberman. Um, Emily got a equine. Yeah, don't um, diss my equines. And um, <laughs> yes, you my got... new catchphrase. That's what my... they call nunchucks. I'm sure we used to call them nunchuckers. Did you? Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of things you used to call a lot of things that yeah. we don't call it. Yeah. Um, do you know Theresa May? 
No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> right. Seamless well, boys. She's, <laughs> Seamless. she's been in the news this week for uh, really? delivering what? her... Um, I know. Come. I know. <laughs> Slow news week. Um, she, uh, she delivered a Brexit message in... Um, she delivered a hard Brexit. I, I believe she did. Mm. In an old suit. But not that old. It's like 2013 oh, or something. When you say old suit, don't make it sound like she took it to the Sue Ryder shop. I she, mean, it, it was Viv Westwood. Was it? Mm. Is that, yeah. That's good, is it? Oh, yeah, oh yes. Is it? I love a bit I of it. I don't, you know, I don't know much about fashion, as you may guess from looking at me. <laughs> you look but, great. Look but good. I went to um, the Victorian Albert Museum once for a Vivian Westwood exhibition. Mm. And, you know, you do realise when you see fashion in that kind of context, it is art. It's art, man. Very much so. Yeah. You know, getting around it. But, of course, she is the queen of punk, so it suggests to me a sort of punk Brexit. Theresa May doesn't seem that punky to me. Well, I'm thinking, well, can you imagine a punk Brexit? So it's sort of saying, as in, you know, with punk, we're turning me back on the sort of prog rock of the EU, yes. and we're going a bit DIY, looking after a bang-bang, you know, make, uh-huh. make, make your own way through it. And then will the, the well, whole phenomenal burn out in about 18 months? Can I just give you the perspective from Fashion Corner? Yeah. I would say she made a good choice. Look, she's limited. She has to choose a British designer, to mm. a degree. For a big announcement like that... So what you es- meant by limited? Oh, well, especially for a hard Brexit, you've got to go British, haven't you, with a designer? Yeah. Sending out all sort of mixed yeah, yeah. signals if you get your... Yes, I mean, what she there. should have done is worn uh, Jerry Halliwell's old mini dress. <laughs> that what if been... she'd come out in that? Oh, man, that would have been good television. What if she'd come out television. in that? What would be the effect? <laughs> would that... She could still continue after as a serious politician. <laughs> now, oh. I reckon, I can say this... I can say this, being a lady. Go on. I reckon she's got a cracking pair of pins on her. I think she knows that. Yeah. Because um, I know she wears the odd trousers. I say, looking great. She also likes getting them out. Right. The the legs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Just for clarity, yeah. And she went for brogues, a patent brogue with a diamante detail on the heel from Russell and Bromley. The diamante detail. (laughs) I thought she'd gone for the LED light soles. You know those ones? Oh, yeah. I've started to see quite a lot of those about now. (laughs) What if she'd gone for the age of three and eight? And every time time she said the word uh, Brexit, they they, they lit up. (laughs) That would have been. I wish she'd worn wheelies. If she'd wheelied on. <laughs> that could have been the big exit. Too hazardous. The big Brexit. If they yeah. can't trust Trump with a banana skin, they can't trust her with wheels on her shoes. I don't think there's I too much jeopardy. She, I liked her look. I think it Did was, you? I mean, business. Mm-hmm. I think I like that she went for a brogue and not the Tory MP traditional nude court shoe with the American tan tight. Hmm. I think it was great. It was statesmanlike. Can I, can I say, directional. when you wear a sort of a, a trouser suit like that with what I would call a, a loose-fitting leg, mm-hmm. you know... I'm going wide leg, broad, yeah. I think with a wide leg, you have to go for a bit of extra length. This is my view. You have to go a bit Catherine Hepburn bringing up baby. <laughs> if you go a bit That's short... That's a palazzo pant, my friend. Well, if you go a bit short, though, with a wide leg, it, mm. there's an element of closed umbrella <laughs> outside a pub. Right. And I thought she had a bit of... That's where oh, I thought yeah. she let herself down. I'd have just... I wouldn't have minded another inch and a half of material at the bottom of the trousers. Got Teresa, you. if you're listening. 
I'm not sure she's in the demographic. <laughs> I, sw- I think she thought, look, you know, I'm not taking any risk on them not seeing the Diamante. That's right, yeah. So, um, she wanted us to see that. Give me that gaffer tape. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll make I'll do something impromptu she to turn them. Yeah. But it meant I thought there was an element of swishing when she came on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I don't like a trisarial swish at a serious announcement. Thanks, <laughs> I, I feel a bit sorry for Theresa May on this because the papers um, they said something like um, that she was wheeling out a suit that she's been wearing. It's been That's doing the rounds. The wheel, she had the wheelies on. <laughs> she had the wheelies on. <laughs> they said that this um, Vivian Westwood suit has been doing the rounds since 2013, as mm. if like that's ancient. And I'm pretty sure on this show we covered uh, a royal family member that had been wearing the same jacket for 30 years. Mm. It's only... I think it was Princess Anne. I think it might have been, yeah. Well, I think we discovered that the the designer she bought it from didn't he die in 1954 (laughs) or something? (laughs) But I recently... um, It's a homage. I recently (laughs) threw out some jogging bottoms and... uh, and I don't believe that for a second. Oh, well, believe in it, baby. They had a hole in the bottom. Can you not call him baby? It's a bit Donald Trump. I realised that they were 22 years old. I I had got them in my drama school... Era. I bet they've seen some sights, Frank. Yeah, yeah, I was still wearing them. They've seen some bed sits. I mean, they were doing the rounds, <laughs> weren't they? That's uh, three years old, four years old for a suit. I mean, like, what's the oldest item of clothing you've got? I once oh, sat in the Nashville home of Lamar Fike, who was a very close friend of Elvis Presley. Mm. And he was talking to me about when um, Elvis met Priscilla. Uh-huh. My she was, uh, is that your tummy? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Mazatoff. <laughs> And um, <laughs> she was quite young, and he said, well, "Yeah, I, I had underpants all of them there." Yeah, <laughs> which is a line I think comics still do to yeah. young members of the audience. Yeah, really? but Lamar fight was about thirty-five. I do it to, so. to boyfriends sometimes. So uh, he probably had underpants bigger than her. <laughs> We've had a tweet in Frank saying, "Are we talking?" Truly, about- this is the modern world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are we talking about the black trouser suit or the bus seat material one? Hashtag I, well, green and black. Uh, that's from Flower Power Gardening. Well, I think, um, Flower Power Gardening, <laughs> in your own um, usage, we are talking about the boss seat material one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, think I like it. It's a smart tartan. Are any uh, fabric yeah. or upholstery fans in? I can't imagine how many rubs it would be. You know, that's how they measure fabric for upholstery. Is that right? They have, like, a, a rubbing Is machine. Right? So they say things like... You do. Oh, that's worth, like... <laughs> 20,000 rubs. Do they have a simulated behind? Yeah. That they, they do. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say you do and I do for three hours. Oh, you do is the... You know, we were talking it, about... Uh, <laughs> do you think that um, that Minaj was at home hearing that and saying, yeah, I do? Oops! <laughs> you know, we were talking about what advice people have taken from this show. Yes. I think the main thing that I have got from working for, with you for years now is saying you do to people you all are. the time. Yes, you right. are. And I particularly enjoy it when oh. it makes no sense. Yeah. Well, my wife does not, so, so I have to make sure that they hit I fairly think frequently. In the age of fake news, we worry too much about things making sense. Yeah. Yes. Stop true, making that. sense, that's what I say. Lovely. Yeah. Is that David Byrne? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Frank Skinner on the radio. Emily's uh, Emily's got a bit of a point of order, I think. Frank. Point of order. She's, she's um she's well, I have because you know. I like to think we believe in equality on this 
show. Oh, and we do. We're Come just... on, love, get on with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bants. Okay, baby. Uh, this is from 203, who says, Can you stop blathering on about May's clothes? May being Theresa, not Brian. Mm, no. Apart from it being ridiculously sexist, I don't give a damn what she wears. Well, okay. And why is it ridiculously sexist, though? Well, I would like to say at this point that I think we devote more time to being rude about men's clothes on this show than we do to women's clothes. I think I established that Vivian West. We were nice is about Westwood. Yeah. No, but my point is, I don't think this is specifically because she's female, mm-hmm. because we have a roll call of men whose clothes we've laughed at. I remember I talking about um, Dr. Jonathan Miller's jeans. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you remember the Cosmonauts Voluminous China? Oh, yes. Or, what about? Uh, what about one of my favourite textings ever? What time in the morning <laughs> does the Edge put on his hat? That's what about, sexist. What yeah. about when I laid into Hugo Chavez, the former president of Venezuela's red shirt? Yes, I, I talked about the shirt collars of Carlos the Jackal. Indeed, and uh, I was a big fan of the epaulets on Fidel Castro's jacket. <laughs> yeah. Why, well, only and this morning I drew attention to Baron Trump's jacket. And on the political front, I think we got 45 minutes out of Farage's uh, shoes not, <laughs> not so long back. Easily. And then so, sort of David Cameron's collars, holiday clothes. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a list. So we're just saying no one is safe from but us. But, I mean, fair, yeah. fair, fair to... T- is it 203? Is that, is, yes. That? 203, yeah. whose gender uh, yeah. we do not know. I mean, blathering is, um, is something that we do quite a lot of. Yeah. On this show. Yeah. I mean, you asked earlier, Frank, just to lighten the mood. Let's lighten the mood, guys. Let's lighten the mood. You asked earlier... Uh, for people's ways of identifying animals. There you go. Animals you? of all the genders. <laughs> I don't know. I can, en- I can identify the genders myself if yes. I have to. Yes, I don't want to, um, uh, you know, make things light too much, but we have uh, we have had some answers on that. No, I'm fascinated um, by that. Morning, guys. The way to identify a dog is by calling its name. Mm. <laughs> I that think isn't that's just, true. That's just good advice, though. Yeah, it's actually true. And there's a lot of dogs. If you've got a dog you. called Stephen, for example, right, and you go, Stephen, Stephen, I think right. if you went, eh, 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 you it think still it would still come. Because right. it's a tonal Okay, okay well, let's see. Do you if think this it knows the word Stephen? Don't be no. ridiculous. Let's see if this is a bit more scientific. <laughs> These are things I'm... that lick their own privates. Hi, guys. Can I just have a minute, Alan? No, that's not. I think minute. it's better I, not to have a full minute. Well, on when that. I call my equines, yeah, I notice they respond in exactly the same way, and I think it's the same principle. So I might it's, go, it's Huey, Poppy. They've all got two just, syllables. My equines. Why don't you just call them all horsey and see if it makes any difference? Why don't you? But you know, with the sheep dogs, <laughs> the older, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, come by. Yeah, I mean, any any, any noise will do. What's come by? That's what, That's they, what say, they always say, come by. Come by. Come here, come here. Kevin has texted, Don't hi guys. Hi guys, I used to struggle to tell the difference between a seal and a sea lion until I discovered a sea lion has got ears. That's a good one. Is that... Um, I'm writing that down. Oh, well, this is another one that's very useful. I'm sure you'll need to write this down. Alligators are timid creatures that, generally speaking, will not eat you. Crocodiles, on the other hand, are aggressive predators that will eat you. Is that right? Useful info really? from 489. I'm not sure. I wouldn't want to test that theory I, I and wish confidently I, stroll up to what I think is an alligator. Given that information, I wouldn't mind an ident. <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell one from the other. Because the way of telling them is basically you put your leg in the water and see what happens. That's, yeah, is that that's right? not the method. You put I'm your left leg in. 
Or she. And, and then, not and necessarily <laughs> take your left leg out. <laughs> if it's a crocodile, by the sounds of it. You certainly shake it all about, though. Yes, well, I think the crocodile probably shakes it but all about. But that's what about. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, Taxi Joe has been in touch, the Pope's designer shoes. Yes, exactly. Oh. Yes, the, um, the the red Prada slippers the of uh, Benedict. I mean, oh, I, don't, I, love those. I don't mean to uh, hark back to jokes that I told, but I seem to remember saying that he'd bought them on eBay because they were PayPal shoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are jokes. certain jokes love that you jokes. do on this show that I leave a pause after because not because <laughs> I, I don't want to laugh but because I feel like they should come in a gold frame <laughs> and I imagine them in that before I move on and that was uh, certainly one of them there's been a couple today oh he's, cut, he's come out with some zingers uh, the Anton de Beck joke oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what that was first class and you know there's no finer praise from me <laughs> no indeed um Yes. Now, what I should have done is hit the button then on that as a nice yeah. rhythm, but now I've done that faltering thing at the end that I, that I do. Yeah. But, um, does it really matter? No. 8, 12, 15. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've, uh, we've had a text. I don't think this is about how do you tell one animal from another, but it's on a similar vibe. Um, Claire from Leeds has texted, you mentioned cosmonauts. What's the difference between a cosmonaut and an astronaut? Just asking. A uh, cosmonaut is Russian. He's part of the Russian space programme. Astronauts are Americans plus others. So I, I no guess. Googling needed. There we go. Well, someone else that now work. send in and say, well, actually, Helen Charman is British, and when she went up as part of the Russian world, she, she was officially classed as a cosmonaut. <clears throat> is that right? No, I don't know if that was right. Oh, I thought that was some good info. Helen Charman actually was at the uh, the same gig as the uh, cosmonaut and the voluminous chinos. Is that right? <laughs> space. Um, he he loves space, especially inside a trouser leg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that cosmonaut. Yeah. Um, on the uh, on the subject of recycling your old Vivian Westwood suit, mm. um, a story that has popped up this week quite a lot and is uh, increasingly close to my heart is. Um, is this woman who didn't spend any money for a year? Mm. Yes, Michelle. I mean, I know I've got a stingy reputation. Michelle McGann. And Michelle McGah. Yeah. Because, like, she's one consonant McGah. away from uh, being a doctor, Frank. Michelle McGah. Michelle McGah is even saving on consonants. That's right. She, <laughs> she basically heard about um, this Buy Nothing Day where people issue retail during. Yes. Um, Black Friday, like a big I'd retail day. I've never heard day. of Buy Nothing Day. No, it's before. a thing. It is yeah, a thing. It's a response to the consumer day. And I think because she had recently bought a house with her husband, she was living with just 20% of her possessions and realising that it was fine. And she thought, I could do Buy Nothing Day. In fact, I could mm. probably do Buy Nothing Year. And then she set herself a challenge. I wonder how many unwanted pregnancies have come out of Buy, buy Nothing Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> um, and, and so she lived. She had her stuff in two drawers, she said. £30 a week she spent wow. on food and, you know, other sundries, presumably, mm. if she was buying things. Can I say affordable. her stuff in two drawers? She did have a lot of stuff in storage, didn't she? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, what I I'm think... saying is she existed solely on items in two drawers. Yes. And I think a lot of that for stuff that they had in storage, they sold for charity or, or gave away. Mm. But it's... Um, I what, like what, this... what if she had an event? What did she wear? I don't think she had an event. Oh. Didn't go or wore her cycling stuff because she went around oh, yes. by bicycle, um, and just like she st she had to stop meeting people for coffee because it was like 
a bit weird her sat there whilst they were drinking coffee because she would just have water she'd have tap water yeah Yeah. and then she started to meet people with a flask of tea and they went for a little walk and stuff like that her husband cut her hair with clippers and it looks good yeah well I like I like like a prankster (laughs) <laughs> I, think, I think he did it with her blessing. But uh, yeah, she was drunk at the time. I, she passed um, out. I had a walk-in meeting. Somebody um, said, "Let's have a meeting," and uh, I said, "Well, look, I'm you know, I mean, I live near Hampstead Heath. Can you come over?" To, and I met uh-huh. like a restaurant there, really? and they said, "Well, let's just go for a walk." So with we, a coffee, nice. So Frank, we had a walk-in meeting. You know, I like that. It's like spies at the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, it was, it was a bit like that. Isn't it? Yeah. Did you have the collar turned up? Well, it meant that if you were going to say anything crucial, like something like a fee, you'd wait till someone had walked past before you Mm. you said it. You don't want them to walk past and hear it. What if they were wired, though? You don't know. No, you don't know. But I've sat next to couples in restaurants, and and my partner, Kath, gives me the eye, and you realise these couple are just sitting in complete silence listening to everything. You say, oh, oh yeah, really? yeah, yeah. And I mean, if I'd have spilt the beans about the African elephant ears, oh, yeah. it would have been. You know, it's on Twitter, and the next thing you know, you, you got, got one um, paparazzi outside your door. Don't want them getting gold like that. She revealed you, what their diet was for the year. They lived on oats for breakfast, spag mm-hmm. bowl, as they called it, and then stew for dinner. But vegetarian yeah. versions of that. Already, Which I thought was a bit les miserables, frankly. Yeah. Already, when someone uses the phrase spag bol, I've gone off them a bit. <laughs> oh, I, I went do off, that. I don't like spag bol. I like spag bol. It's a bit take you've a few, look, what's your poison, it's my shout. I've got to say, it? you've got to look at how much time they've saved by saying spag bol, because spaghetti bolognese, I mean, that takes ages, doesn't it? Well, I never especially as you don't say easy. <laughs> <laughs> especially as you've added a weird E, Frank, hasn't he? I, it's well, spaghetti I, bolognese. It might be. Be bolognese, but I've I've never bolognese. It's your favourite band, uh, (laughs) Hazy Fantaise. (laughs) Hello, I'll have the spaghetti bolognese. I always, whenever anyone tells me, for example, um, that they're doing a big health, I'm in a big healthy eating thing at the moment, or. I'm oh, I'm in training for a marathon to you know I'm going to raise money for yeah. charity for mm-hmm. sort of that. or uh, I've started cycling so I really want to save the planet or I'm doing yoga because I, am, I want to see my spiritual side I always think you want to lose weight you want to lose weight just just <laughs> say I want to lose weight don't dress it up you know I want to be able to wear those trousers I can't wear anymore I want to flatter stomach just say it. just say that but this one I'm sure the whole motivation for this was to lose weight I don't doubt that for a second I mean respect to it I think it was I actually think that some of it was meanness I've got to be honest (laughs) come on let's be honest we're doing a social experiment no you're not you're saving money and yes. you said, but actually what you don't want to do is say to your friends, I don't want to buy you any drinks, I don't want to pick up the tab for dinner, I don't want to spend money on anything. So if you say you're doing some amazing experiment, Guardian-type experiment, everyone will think that's fantastic. Well, indeed. If you say you want to save some cash... Well, she paid, um, they paid uh, 23 grand off on their um, mortgage as a result of what they saved that year. Not bad. Which is good. Well done. Yeah. But when she said um, some of the bakeries <laughs> put bread outside at night and we went and took those, yeah. I thought maybe that's for the homeless, not people trying to pay off their mortgage also, or doing a social experiment. I think when you're rifling through the bins at night, yeah. you've got to look within yourself. If you're living in, in you know accommodation with a roof over your head and paying a mortgage... 
I think there's something... It's, it's not for you, that. That's what I mean. I'm not sure about that. You know Since reading mean? this, my kids have been living off bread <laughs> that I've been stealing off pigeons in the streets. So. Well, but those people, people who put whose out, need is greater than you. You know those people who put out bird feed for the, in this weather for the wild birds? And they were probably going around <laughs> scooping that up. I mean, what we're talking about here is, you know, scavengers who, are, who have actually got a few bob in their pocket. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, we've had a text from a naysayer about the uh, minimalism challenge. Oh, yeah. Uh, 523 has said, We worked out that the lady who saved £22,000 by not spending any disposable income for a year must have a salary of at least £70,000. We could all save that much if we were on seventy grand a year. Mathematics? <laughs> yeah, stuff. a bit of maths. I the mean, thing I found out, I'd, there's a bit said, the only, the only clothing I had to buy was I had to get some jeans because they got holes in them. I thought, uh-huh. hello? <laughs> Have you had to walk around the streets just yeah. for one thing It's impossible want. to buy jeans without holes these days. The jeans became on trend during your minimalism year. The it's one strange. thing I would say is that I'm reluctant to go too far down that weirdos route. Oh, me too. Because I think that's what the Daily Mail people would call her. No, yeah. I think what she wanted to do, she wanted to write a book and lose weight. Yes, and I think that's... I think just call it what it is, love. And I like the fact that she's bringing to uh, mainstream attention the idea that sometimes, rather than you owning your possessions, your possessions can start to own you. I, I think... B- I believe that. Sometimes well, you can just... Like, I've got a car, I'm not bragging, it's just a fact... But oh, sometimes, it'd be tragic if you were, isn't it? An age. I mean, a lot of people. Be, you know, like believe when it, me, there'll be people at home going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like when it needs insured or taxed or a new yeah. tire or something, you start thinking, "Oh God, I hate having a car." I now do. I've got to get, like it's just Ow. really annoying. Isn't what it? about when someone in Frank's family? I think one of. I think it was Frank's sister was dating a man with a car. Yeah. And everyone came out to have a look <laughs> at out, it. We all went out the house to look at it. It was a second-hand mini looking back, but we we really thought it was amazing. Yeah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Surely not. There must be some mistake. Anyway, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna uh, get Michelle's book. Uh, oh, yeah. From the library. Right. Do we know what it's called? And then I'm going to pass it on to other people who want to read it. <laughs> and she'll good... see what happens to the suppliers of things, like in restaurants oh, and pubs and stuff, shops, yeah. if we all stop buying stuff. I do agree with her, because I am doing this tidying, decluttering thing at the moment. And I noticed, I saw on one of your little shows, Frank, last night, from 101, yes. one of your guests was Anita Rani. She's doing that as well. Is she? Yes. She, yes she's life-changing magic of tidying. She's uh, anti-clutter. And it is oh. life-changing. I had a terrible go at a minimalism challenge last year where you get rid of one thing on one day. I miss day, that reality show. Two things on the second day and you work through and on the last day you're getting rid of 30 things. So it's a 30-day challenge. Wow. I reckon... I got rid of about 80 or 100 things and then just stopped halfway mm. through the I month. i just buy a box of matches at the beginning of the week. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I think if anybody is thinking of doing that 30-day challenge, you want one of those massive whiskey bottles full of coppers at the start. Oh, I thought you, you know, meant like, you needed a drink to uh, get yeah. through it. No, you know, well, like we, in the we, 70s in a living room. We probably are too materialistic, but this probably. is... I had... Um, because I had a long period of having no money at all, that's yeah. when I did all my minimalist stuff. Now I've got a few right. bob in my pocket. <laughs> I'm going to live it up because it's, you know... Oh, spend, spend, spend. <laughs> I'm going to live it up, Frank Skinner. But it's not a fancy dress party being poor. You don't think, oh, I wouldn't mind doing that for a year. 
Come on. Come on, love. Come on, love. Cheer up. Have a cup of tea. Um, sorry, I, sorry, I became myself in 1978. Yeah. So, look, um, I'll bring on the feathers. Hear the Frank Skinner show as it happens, Saturday morning from 8 until 11 on 105.8 FM in London and the South East.